On this episode of the Tabletop Miniature Hobby Podcast, we've been playing Rangers of Shadow Deep again. This time we did Scenario 2 of The Missing, which is called The Infected Trees, but it was more like Infected Ruins for us, due to a complete lack of any tree-based terrain on my part. Anyway, I took the recorder along, so we were able to have a pre-, mid- and post-game chat over what was a really enjoyable challenge. Just before we get to that conversation, though, here's a wee treat for you. It's a short audio drama that I'm sure we could all relate to. It's called Roll to Hit. Oh, right, Dougal, what are we up against here? Um, it looks like uh, zombies. Zombies, aye. Well, could have been worse, I suppose. Could it? Aye. Could have been orcs. Or demons. Or both. Since when could orcs ally with demons? Since Hero Quest. Anyway, those miniature agnostic rule sets are all the rage these days. I was speaking to a pal of mine's in the tavern last week. Said he'd recently come up against a warband of monster in my pockets, mounted on my little ponies. Well, cavalry's not what it used to be. Anyway, it's zombies for us. I suppose thinning them out from range makes sense before we go wading in with the swords. A grand strategy, Diggle. Did you remember to equip your bow? I did indeed. I'll just pick them off in order of proximity. I think they're heading this way, actually. Well, at only movement three, we'll have plenty of time. Ready? Aye. Whoa, 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 hang on, hang on. What? We need to roll to hit. Right enough, aye, of course. Okay, so your archery skill is two. No, it's not. This is? No, it's not. It's four. It's two. It's definitely four, Leon. Look it up if you like. All right. It's actually one. One? Yes, Dougal. One. Fair enough. Pass me the D6 then. Uh, hold your horses. We've some modifiers to add first. Right, okay. Be quick about it then. I'm getting closer. Don't you worry about that. I know this book like the back of my hand. Now, was it page 613? Nope. Page 639, I think. Got it. Okay, let's see now. Uh, weather... Hmm, inclement? Visibility, poor. Posture? Below average. There's nothing wrong with my posture, you cheeky bastard. Well, I've seen better. Now, sharpness of arrow tip. Type of tree arrow shaft was cut from. Type of soil the tree that the arrow shaft was cut from was grown in. Are you for real? Wish, Dougal. I'm trying to count. Bowstring. What's your bowstring made of? What's it made of? Yeah, as in, you know, animal hide, plant fibres, the pubic hair of a minotaur. Uh, I think it's pubic hair of a minotaur, aye. How? Righto. So that, minus that, minus that, minus that, minus those, gives us... 78d6 to hit. 78d6? Yep. That's not too bad, actually. I thought you'd be pleased. Well, I am, I suppose. It's just that... I started with an archery skill of one, and then all your modifiers seem to be a wee bit on the negative side. And I'm actually just firing one arrow here. I know, but you've got to think of all these potential hits as the nuances of where the arrow could embed itself. Severing tissue, puncturing vital organs, you know, that sort of thing. There's only one vital organ on a zombie, as far as I know. Aye, well, you better aim for that then, eh? Ready? 
Ready. Alright, let fly, Dougal. There we go. I think I got that one at the front. That remains to be seen, I'm afraid. I need to look through all these dice and discard the misses. And then we need to roll to wound. Roll to wound? But you were just on about severing tissues and puncturing vital organs. Do they not count as wounds? Not on zombies, Dougal. You said it yourself. There's only one place worth hitting on those maggot-infested sacks of shit. Well, be quick about it. They're getting really close now. Hmm, you're right. I'm not sure I'll be able to find all these dice in time. I've got another rule set here, actually. That might be a better option. We'd only need a D20 for that. Okay. And do you have a D20? <laughs> do I have a D20? I've got one right here in my satchel. Right, well, let's get on with it then. Ah, uh, it's actually a D12. Leon, at this rate we're going to get torn apart here. Maybe we should pull back a wee bit, then revisit this attack. Hmm, I suppose that could be a decent plan. Come on, let's go. Aye, let's. Wait, hang on though. What now? I just need to check your movement. It's five. Five, yes, but you need to roll on the fleeing table first. The fleeing table? But I'm not fleeing. This is more of a... a tactical retreat. Hmm, I think we'd better roll on it to be on the safe side. Don't worry. We'll just need the D12 here, which is handy. Right, give me it here quickly then. And so long as you don't roll a one, everything looks to be just... Ah. For the love of fuck. What does it say then? Let's see now. A one. Um, defecated breaches. Ooh. A sharp cramp in your stomach is followed by a warm and violent explosion in your underpants. As the contents of your bowels trickle down your legs and into your boots, your adrenaline-fueled sprint is reduced to a disillusioned trot. You mean to say I just rolled a one and shit myself? That's what it says here, Dougal. Page 915. So what's my movement now? Well, it's down to two, but... But? But you also have to miss a turn. Miss a turn? But they're just about on us. I'll be killed. I'm sorry, Dougal. You've still got your sword, though. You'll maybe fight your way out yet. I'll just leave this book with you. Oh, and you, you'll find any dice you need on the uh, on the ground. Good luck. Oh, I am. What about you? Why are you not rolling on the fleeing table? No, I've got a special ability that covers that sort of thing. I took it instead of a bow. Didn't have enough points for both. Cheerio now. Oh, thanks very much. Very heroic of you. Leon. Leon, don't just leave me here. Hang on. Hang on. I've got a reroll. Leon, you didn't tell me I had a reroll. Ha. <laughs> ah, right. Uh, sorry, lads. If I could just uh, grab a few of those D6 a sec and. Um, and. I was watching the Hero Quest. Um, advert because yeah. it's on YouTube the 1991 I think it came out and I noticed that the guy says in it like um, fight barbarians but I don't think you did fight barbarians did you? you were not, not unless you're a skeleton yeah or something so, even like the advert they probably got a brief for the company and they've somehow messed it up so maybe it's 
hero quest for the middle class where they just go out fighting the proletariat. You yeah, know? you take over the bad guys. <laughs> Fight the uncultured swines. <laughs> um, aye, so Rangers of Shadow Deep, we make a return here, Robert. Uh, and the last episode, on the last game that we had, we were in a deserted village finding out what had happened. We rescued a drunk civilian. I've brought him along today. He's, He's still there. there. Um, so yeah, we discovered that the these zombies kicking about in this village had become zombies because of giant spiders. So that, that that's obviously the correlation there. That's a twist. So talk us through the... Well, firstly, let's let's just uh, give the listener a bit of a picture on what's going on here today with the scenario. Yes. So, examining the bodies of the zombies, along with the other clues from the village, left little doubt. The village had been attacked by some horrific species of giant spider, whose venom reanimated the dead. It's nice to see bats and monkeys not getting the blame for once, you yeah. know. Or, you know, opening the wrong book after a thousand years. Um, thankfully, such creatures move slowly. Likely they will have retreated to the nearest shelter to slowly feast upon the missing villagers. Yeah, thankfully. Okay. Uh, your duty is clear. Taking just enough time to patch up your wounds and make a quick pyre for the dead, you set off after the spiders, following their faint but unique tracks. Well, four on each side, right? Um, after nearly a day's pursuit, the tracks lead into a small forest. Chances are the spiders are not too deep in the woods. You must find them, destroy them, and any nests they might have made. And, if you are lucky, rescue any survivors. Yeah, it'd be good to find a pal for the wee drunk guy there. Because, uh, yeah. I got to, to be honest, I can't see him surviving. He's um, We've got his stats here, we've been given. So, again, you're not meant to take him along, but you can do what you want, can't you? So, movement three, fight zero, armor ten, health five. Can't, can't see him having much of an impact. But I think he killed a rat on the last... Um, on the last adventure, so yeah. the guy might surprise you. He could um, be like a Scooby-Doo character, dresses up as a, a barmaid or something, and like entices all the the evils to chase him round the corner where the, the real warriors are waiting and give them a hiding. Yeah, he essentially is just bait here, isn't he? Yeah. So um, the setup it says the scenario is played on a two and a half foot by two and a half foot table. The four. So the thing is with this, um, the scenario is it's written. It's supposed to be a forest. I don't actually have any tree terrain at all, but I've got loads of ruins, so I've kind of redone it, so it's a big ruined, I don't know, city, town, whatever, cathedral, um, which is a bit like St Andrew's Abbey, I suppose. Does a bit, yeah. um, So the spiders are essentially the American tourists, and we're going to relieve them of their cash before they get to the golf course and spend it all there. Wow, it really is like St Andrew's. Yeah. So, um, yeah, what we've got to do here is, uh, well, you see the cocoons as well. We've got various spider <laughs> cocoons. I've got cotton wool balls. I'm going to put a photo of this. Um, we'll go to bedroombattlefields.com slash spiders. That sounds like a good memorable URL, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so we've got to search these cocoons. Well, I don't think we have to. We can search these cocoons. It would benefit us for getting some points, maybe saving some people. Yeah. And then up the top of the table there, we'll work our way through these ruins. You'll see I've got four red dice there with skulls on them. Those represent the nests. They were supposed to be nest trees that we set fire to. That essentially we could just say that they're nests built in these ruins yeah. that we're going to set fire to. 
So either way, a fire's getting set, one way or another. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, we've got um, Rangers Grub and Harold Half-Orc joined by... You've got your companions Fungus and Count Gunther. Yeah. Uh, I've got Boris the Barbarian and Vinny the Vulture. So I take a sort of zoo approach <laughs> with my companions, <laughs> obviously. So, yeah, ready to dive in and then we'll catch up after the fact and see how we got on. Let's take the fight to the evil. Hero Quest. Deep inside another dimension, face battling barbarians and evil magic on a quest for adventure in a maze of monsters. This is Hero Quest, the fantasy adventure game where winning means mastering the arts of combat. I'll use my broadsword. And magic. Fire of wrath. Once you get into it, you'll never be the same. Hero Quest. Now with two new adventure packs, the legend grows. Right, so halftime report from the, the battlefield. Not going so well, is it? It's not going as well as I would like, that's for sure. Um, my ranger, he's done all right. He's had to run in and help manually, though. If, well, not manually, like with a hand weapon. Um Fun Gus is not having a fun time. He's again. He got he got badly. Well, he got poisoned or diseased last time. Yeah. He want he found a potion, so he was fine for this game. But he's back to he's he's poisoned again. Is he's, it? He was diseased last time. <laughs> uh, he put all that behind him to get poisoned by a spider. This time he's now on three health. He's down to thirty percent. Uh, he's cowering in one of the corners of the ruins right now. Uh, thinking, this is fine because I've got three companions who are going to do my fighting for me. Our three companions, including the ranger, Count Gunter, and someone I just named Bantersaurus. The, yeah, uh, the drunk villager from the last mission. Yeah. Talk us through that because he, he from what it looked like there, the zombie that appeared from one of the cocoons, you've got your ranger and Count Gunter, your companion, fighting him. So this drunk guy wades in. So he's got a plus four. He really, like, you fancy him to take out this zombie, and, and then what happens? A really high roll for the zombie, like, three times in a row against my ranger, against Count Gunter, and finally he rolled 19 against Bantasaurus, whose um, low health and low armour were not enough to keep him in the fight. Yeah, at the moment, just looking over here at the... We've we've taken out five spiders, killed five spiders so far. I've had a bit of disaster on my side of the table. Um, Vinny the Vulture's sitting up there on a rooftop. He's just out of the way. I'm, to be honest, I'm not really sure what to do with him because he's not a great fighter or that. He can't. I don't think he could do the searching and stuff. I just don't know. I think he might be the wrong choice of companion. Um, I've, un- I've found a survivor, got a little villager down there he's got like a chef's hat and an apron and a ladle so I found him in a cocoon down there Boris the Barbarian he was fighting a couple of spiders he's ended up um, taking a fair bit of damage and he's got poisoned my ranger as well Harold Halfork he he um, lost a bad fight to one of the spiders and he's got poisoned when you get poisoned that's you down to one activation a turn so it's really not going great at the moment like we have, we've killed five spiders but at the same time there's two new, there's two zombies on the table now that we've not been able to deal with. Yeah, and on, the, is, on the plus side, we've now got Gordon Ramsay fighting with us. Yeah, that's true. Brilliant. Um, and we're still really not at the point where we're starting to deal with these nests as well. So there's still three, three cocoons on the table. 
um, and the five nests that we need to go and torch. So, yeah, aye, there we go. Difficult days. So we we got to the end of that, Robert. Just yeah. um, a bit heartbreaking because there was four nests to set fire to, and we did. We we made a conscious effort in that last couple of turns. We were aware of the clock running down, so we got up there. Um, and we got rid of all those nests and then the very last activation card made us put another nest on the table and it was out of reach heartbreakingly of uh, well my companion it would have been within his reach but because he was poisoned he only had one activation yeah so he um, could he could only have got to it he couldn't have got rid of it and we had to put it in a random place and then randomly it came up miles from everywhere yeah and you know what's heartbreaking here is that that would have got us eight points for um, getting rid of all the the nests and that doesn't seem a lot but we had um, 17 experience points going into this we've earned ourselves 80 points combined for everything we've done in this scenario so that takes us to if my maths are correct 97 Mm. we needed 100 points to level up so (laughs) we've we've dropped that uh, like at the very last second that's been snatched away so we can't level up so I think the companions they'll get two they'll get two points each which that just builds up over time but it stops our rangers levelling up to, to level two so that's a bit a bit disappointing yeah but you might find that we'll suddenly level up quite quickly into two and then three in quick succession yeah aye I mean you don't lose the points it's just it's that's the, the wee things that the game throws you though with those activation cards. That's what keeps it interesting to the very end. You know, it's not like we're just running the, running the ball into the corner flag. Like we knew that things yeah. could turn even at the end. I think that's why it was important to get rid of those nests as well. Points aside, because you don't know, you could pull a card out and it's like a hundred zombies come out of this nest now. So, Per nest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, and that's good because the event cards, as we were saying during it, are specific to the scenario. Yeah. So aye. it's not just put, you know, Generic, red five. Yeah. Put. 20 chaos warriors arrive. And <laughs> there's no no um, fluff reason why that would have happened. A giant shark is in the woods. So how did our, how did our um, team come through? So we saved, we, we found and saved two survivors. The survivor that we brought along, the drunk guy from the last one, he died, unfortunately. Um we got a few a few guys poisoned. So my ranger, he got poisoned. So he yeah. was walking about with one activation. Boris the Barbarian. Count Gunther, did he get poisoned? He, or was it Fungus? Fungus got poisoned, As yeah. he does. As he does. Gunther did come a little bit of a cropper against a zombie and he lost a good portion of his health. Two-thirds of it, in fact, down to four. But he's not poisoned. Mm. So that's something. So I, d- I don't think... I don't think we need to roll on anything for next time because nobody's been reduced to zero health. Yeah, like permanent injuries and stuff, yeah. I was yeah. going to ask if the poison is assumed to be removed. Yeah, it lasts until the end of a scenario. Right. So, yeah, the, the poison will get over that. Um, like a hangover. The, the elephant in the room, or the vulture in the room, as it was, is Vinny. Vinny the vulture. So he he, he got him. Um, he didn't die the last time, but he got eliminated from play and had to to roll. And he, turned out he was fine. So he played in this in this encounter. But I don't know. It, th- there must be scenarios where, for for the listeners' benefit, he counts as a raptor. 
in the book. Uh, let me just... That's Robert pouring his coffee and not urinating for what yeah. it's worth. Although I, maybe he was. Urin- I thought I could do it quietly, but I forgot about the laws of physics. So yeah, raptor. Um, he counts as like a hawk, a falcon, another sort of bird of prey. But he can't carry treasure or items, uh, limited skill rules, perception four. So I'm assuming when you get to scenarios where there's maybe hidden enemies or stuff like that, you could use them to, to find things. Yeah. But as, as far as I could see, he couldn't set fire to those nests today, which makes sense. Um, I don't think he could search the cocoons. I don't I, think. Well, I, I don't see anything that says he can't, but it makes sense that he couldn't open a, a padlock on a chest or something. Yeah, but so you, he you probably think he, could have searched the cocoons. Then. Yeah, because he's just wading in there and pulling bits apart and stuff. And it, there wasn't an option to find, you know, items or that. So yeah, it was either a dead body, a zombie or a spider, I think. Is that right? No, a survivor. A survivor. Yeah. So, yeah, I, on hindsight, he probably could have searched the cocoons. But I don't think that's what let us down. I think it was just that terrible luck of having that last card. Yeah, and although it doesn't say Vinny the Vulture cannot set fire to things, I'm not sure from a well a realistic point of view if he can. You'd imagine that would be built into the character. Like, okay, look, it's a bird. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it can't do any quantity surveying or, you know, plumbing or anything. It's He's got talents. I've noticed as well, like, the, again, I've said to you before I'm, I'm not very experienced using the, the d20s but yeah they can throw you a few curveballs eh? like you go into combat with a lot of modifiers in your favor and you can still get your arse handed to you yeah you roll a four against an 18 and that's it and which, which happened to us <laughs> a times. few times yeah so yeah we were lucky i was lucky for my companions to survive they were both down to like less than half health mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the um, previous survivor waded in thinking that the other two companions were going to give him enough bonuses to to deal an easy kill, but nope, he got gumped out the game by a random zombie. Yeah, I mean, it, the, the, there was a few of those, and again, like the the event card where the sun went away, I think it, because our rangers both have the crossbows, so our range was cut from 24 to 10 inches, and the shooting attacks were then at minus one, I yeah. think. And bearing in mind, my ranger had already been poisoned. He was already down to one activation. One of those activations, if you're using your crossbow, you need to reload the thing. So he basically became... like yeah, There was just no point in using it. Um, yeah. So any time he was getting into fights, it was hand-to-hand, which he's, he's not poor at. It was just that he became very limited. I think once your rangers are are limited in that way, it could make it tough. Again, we're not fighting we're not fighting particularly challenging opponents here. The poison thing was a bit annoying obviously, but Yeah. Um I think it's it's a learning curve as well. You start after these two missions you start to you start to think about how you might want to play it and, and where you might want to put your guys. You know, it's tempting just to like let's just move forward. Gung ho see what happens but But yeah, I think it's important for a scenario like this with that poison to have the rangers not engaged up front necessarily to begin with at least and have your more expendable guys up front 
I guess, because you really don't want the Rangers to get poisoned. My mushroom man got poisoned, but so what? It's useless anyway. Although he did kill somebody, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he did. Aye. Killed a spider. But yeah, I mean, uh, range against the spiders, range weapons, range attacks are key. I think you you, you don't want to get anyone poisoned ultimately because you're losing losing activations. Um, so we we killed uh, eight spiders. We killed four zombies. Uh, we searched all of the cocoons. There was five cocoons on the table, wasn't there? Oh, I don't know. I can't remember. You yeah, took, there you was, took a picture. Have a look. On. There was five cocoons. So this is the listeners getting this in real time. Um, <laughs> yeah. So this is a shocker. So there were there were five cocoons, and we definitely got them all. Yeah, we got them all. So you get four points for each cocoon. We're up to hundred and one then. Yeah. So we do level up. Happy days. Yeah, we level up and we have one point to spare nice. um, going into the next one. So that's good. That's good. That's nice to find that. I just sloppy note taken by me. Um, I'd only noted down four of the cocoons, but yeah, we've, we've searched all five of them. Uh, we burnt the four nests, but unfortunately we got dealt a, a fifth nest that we could do nothing about. That deprived of, of eight points. And like I say, two survivors found and kept alive as well, kept out of trouble. One of them, portly little guy, probably like some sort of tavern landlord, innkeeper guy with a beer belly. Yeah. And he's got a sword and he looks like he could maybe handle himself, but maybe not in a conflict of this scale. More like, you know, chucking the drunk guy who's now dead out the door at him quarter yeah. past midnight. Uh, the other guy, like you were saying, Gordon Ramsay, got a little chef's hat and ladle. So, fair play to them, they stayed alive. Um, a bit more useful than Finney the Vulture as well. So Certainly in this scenario, yeah. Yeah, so next game that we get together, it's going to be Mission 2, the Beacon Tower. Do you want to have a wee read of the blurb there, Robert? Yeah. As you're handy at that. So there's two scenarios, well, for Mission 1 at least. And now we're on to Mission 2. Yeah, we've done the two scenarios in Mission 1, yeah. Excellent. Did you know that, just like every other podcast out there, this show has its very own Patreon? But this is no ordinary Patreon. It's actually the worst Patreon ever. That's right, there's no rewards, no extras, no bonus content, no early access, no shout-outs and no thank-yous. I'll just take the money and quietly get on with making the show. Not that there's any money to take, because hardly anyone's pledging to the thing. Like I say, it's the worst Patreon ever. Find it at bedroombattlefields.com slash worst Patreon ever. That's all one word, worst Patreon ever. Now, back to the show. Only hours after you arrived back from destroying the nest of spiders, you received a message from your commanding officer. Contact has been lost with the beacon tower of Tor Varden, and it is presumed to have been overrun. You are commanded to round up what men you can and proceed with all swiftness to Tor Varden to ascertain the truth. If the tower has fallen, learn what enemy forces now occupy it, and harass or eliminate them as opportunity presents. Cool, so yeah, when we've come to play that as well, some of the miniatures we're going to be needing on this mission. Um, Knoll fighters, Knoll archers, and Knoll sergeants. Like a Noel, kind of dog-like beast man type guy. Yeah. No shaman. 
um, Flesh Golem, Shadow Knight, Vulture, so Vinny's going to meet his nemesis, who potentially be a bit more useful than he is, and one man at arms. Presumably, if we find him, he's going to be on our side. So... I don't have any no miniature. Mil- mil- I don't have any no miniatures. I've got plenty of goblins and beastmen and stuff, so just proxy them. Yeah, they'll be fine. Goblins with a hat on or something. Proxy, and that's what we did today with your ranger, didn't we? Because he's got a magic bolt attack, but it's really just a pistol. Like the the none of these guys look particularly magical, and that miniature's holding like a wee pistol. So I figured, let's let's see the magic bolt is just the one shot that he gets with this thing because yeah. it's so primitive and he did kill a did he kill a spider he did he, he killed did. a spider through a window of one of the ruins yeah but it's one of those musket type affairs so we couldn't reload it for the rest of the scenario yeah let's see yeah so now that we discovered that we did um, remove that extra or search that extra cocoon that takes us over the 100 points needed to move up to level 2 so when we move up to level 2, we'll be allowed to improve stats. Fabulous. That says the ranger increases one of the following stats by plus 1, up to the maximum shown in brackets. Move 7, fight plus 5, shoot plus 5, will plus 8, health 22. What are we sitting at at the moment? So my, my guy is move 6, fight 3, shoot 2, armor 10, will 5, health 18. Um... Is your sheet there? Yeah. Uh, are you pretty much the same as me? I, I think you are, I yeah. think we're identical. Yeah. I finished on health 13 on this game. You finished on health 12. 12, yeah. Third of it away. Um, To me, I think increasing our shoot, shoot 3, fight 3, that would be... that would be. Uh, I still think, you know, shooting things from a distance before they engage is the way to go. Yeah, I am. I think I'm going to go up to shoot three. Yeah, because even if you're, let's say, plus four to fight, and they're plus zero, you've still only got a twenty percent chance of winning. Mm-hmm. Which means they've got, they've still got a fairly good chance of actually killing you. Yeah, aye. Or doing you a lot of damage, and then along with whatever the the next lot of baddies do, if they do anything that's debilitating on. After a melee attack like this time, that again makes me think we need to protect. It's like chess, you know, the king, well, the queen, let's say, all powerful, but you really, really, really want to protect them as well. Mm-hmm. So, for that reason, as Sir Alan Sugar might say, I'm going to put my shoot up to three. Yeah, I did the same. So, um, yeah, we're now level two. We have one experience point left over. And, uh, yeah, move six, fight three, shoot three, armor ten, will five, health eighteen. Not bad. And is that, is that us then in terms of leveling up? Or do we, we gain ten recruitment points? Where does it say that? Oh, no, is that, no, that's just on certain levels. Aye, so that's three. So, um, next so level. All our companions as well, they gain, they gain two points. Um, they're still a bit of a way off because that will be them all on ah okay apart from Vincent he didn't get any points last time because he was removed yeah so so yeah they go up to four what do they get then Uh, they get two they get two points right and they're on four and what do we need do we need them to have ten in order to get something yeah aye that's going to be ages before they get anything then. Yeah, 
I suppose that makes sense because suddenly you'd end up with an invincible gang. Yeah. So. What? No, we didn't get any treasure. Nah, there was no um, looting for treasure or anything like that this time around, was there? And that's interesting that we had such a potentially debilitating effect on us. Remember as well, we we forgot to do... I say we, it was my fault, because I've got the book in front of me. So there was a couple of rolls we could have done at the start. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I'd forgot to do this at the start. Oh, it's TN12. Yeah, target number. So when we when we deployed, uh, select one figure to make a track roll, target number 12. If successful, remove one giant spider from the table... But, you know, the the amount of stuff that we killed brought us just over that. So yeah. that might have deprived us of a kill. Um, the player should also pick one figure to make a survival roll of target number 12. If successful, one figure may be given one dose of Farlight Leaf. Mm. What would the Farlight Leaf have done? Hallucinogen. Just drugs. Like, it didn't <laughs> contribute to the, the party in any way. It was just loads of fun. It's actually take. a hindrance. Uh, Farlight Leaf, the user receives plus one shoot, but minus one fight and minus one will. So it's basically just a big ecstasy tablet. Um, yeah. Or something along those lines. Bit of base speed. Yeah. So there we go. Um, closing thoughts, Robert? A fine um, victory? Blood on your hands? I think we got it quite easy in the last fight, and this time around the, it was a bit more... The rolls went in their favour often enough to make me think this is more precarious than we think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and especially with the lack of ability to heal or remove uh, undesirable effects, it makes you think, right, I've got to be careful here. This is... Um, it remind, You know what? It reminds me of computer games in the 80s on the Commodore 64. Like, nowadays, if you die, you go back to the last autosave, which was 30 seconds ago. Mm-hmm. But in those days, you were going all the way through the game. It might take you hours. You've got three lives. Once once they're up, that's it. You're back at the beginning. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm feeling like the more we develop the strategy, which you touched on before, but now that we've got a feel for it, it's time to really kind of narrow down what our game plan is going to be. Like, even there was one part where we thought we'd cleared everything and I split my forces a little bit. I made my ranger go one way and two companions go another way and then there was a random roll and suddenly there was two giant spiders appeared Yeah, where my companions were. And I'm thinking, yeah, I kind of made that happen by tempting the gods. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thankfully, my ranger was able to crack off against one and Gunter stood tall against the other. So that was fine. You mentioned the Commodore 64. We could go to the Mega Drive and it'd be like the end of Golden Axe where just <laughs> all the baddies are spilling out onto the table. So yeah. There's the giant for the first level kicking you and laughing. Yeah, but no little guys with sacks to batter for health potions. Yeah, this is true. This so, is, true. is that right then? There's no real healing except if you're lucky enough to find something. Yeah, and I think... Um, your health and stuff is resetting for the next one. So, like, even though we're down on our health a bit. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, if the listener um, is more experienced with this game than we are as well and you think, you're, you're doing something wrong, like, just just tell us, like, it's fine. Um, Politely. We, we don't mind admitting that we're, we get loads of things wrong. Well, I think that's clear, <laughs> right? I mean, we'd, we'd be terribly upset every time, considering. Yeah. But this is how you learn. Yeah. 
and it's been great fun, I have to say. I really enjoyed that because it was especially, you know, that little bit of an extra challenge this time around, partly with the poison and partly because the rolls went against us. It, it, you know, it, it really kind of focuses the mind a bit and think, right, okay, I'm not going to let anyone die. Okay, he died, but nobody else. Aye, and that clock run down by the deck, the events deck... I you forgot about that. You're running out of time. You've still got Ness to deal with, so you have to be. You have to kind of plan. You know, if I go here, then I can't also go there. Action so, economy. Yeah. Yeah, because I forgot that we only have a certain amount of turns. I suddenly thought, I thought I could take my sweet time with the nests at the back of the the map, and then uh, suddenly it was like have oh. a wee cup of tea and a sandwich and yeah, and then suddenly it was a case of right, no, you go there, he goes there, and hopefully. There won't be any giant spiders and in the war and stuff. So yeah, there's a few factors that we kind of either didn't know about or forgot that really made it interesting. And even if you think, oh, this is swell, this is going smoothly, you've still got the clock to fight. Thanks very much for listening to this episode of the Tabletop Miniature Hobby Podcast. On the next one, Joe McCulloch, the creator of the very game we've just discussed, is back on to talk about things like creativity, inspiration and knolls. Be sure to subscribe to the show on your listening app of choice so that you get that one delivered to you the minute it drops. Remember, you can also see pictures of our game by going to bedroombattlefields.com slash spiders and be sure to check out bedroombattlefields.com slash worst Patreon ever too. We're making a dollar a month at the moment and I reckon we could get it up to two by the end of the year. What do you think? Alright, maybe 150 then? 120? Fair enough then, we'll keep it at one. I'll see you on the next episode.